guys, welcome to the Chris Nate Show and I'm your host Chris and if you're new here today, thanks for tuning in and if you've been here before, well, welcome back and today we're going to be talking about something really interesting as usual, so, of course, I mean, I mean, you're tuning in to the Chris Nate Show, of course it will be interesting <laughs> and yeah, today we're going to be talking about how the internet changed everything so yeah let's let's dive right into it so without going further let's just look into the history of the internet right so the internet is basically just basically started off like way before you even think it started off right so the first workable prototype of the internet came in the late 1960s with the creation of arpanet or the advanced research projects agency network Originally funded by the U.S. Department of Defense, ARPANET used packet switching to allow multiple computers to communicate on a single network. On October 29, 1969, ARPANET delivered its first message, a note-to-note communication from one computer to another. The first computer was located in a research lab at UCLA and the second was at Stanford. Each one was the size of a small house. So, I mean, just imagine like the size of computers those days. So the message was login and you know, it was short and simple, but it crashed the fledging ARPA network anyway. The Stanford computer only received the notes to the first two letters. The technology continued to grow in the 1970s after scientists Robert Kahn and Vinton Kerf developed a transmission control protocol and internet protocol or TCP IP, a communications model that set standards for how data could be transmitted between networks. And then ARPANET adopted TCP IP on January 1st, 1983. And from there, researchers began to assemble the network of networks that became the modern internet. The online world then took on a more recognizable form in the 1990s when computer scientist Tim Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web as we know today, www. you know, whatever website comes after that. While it's often confused with the internet itself, the web is actually just the most common means of accessing data online in the form of websites and hyperlinks, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like www whatever website there is. So the web helped popularize the internet among the public and served as a crucial step in the developing the vast trove of information that most of us know and access on a daily basis. So now that we got how the internet came to be out of the way, let's just dive into how the internet literally changed everything. All right. So I'm going to give 10 ways the internet changed everything hopefully i get the numbering right because last week i kind of messed it up but yeah here we go all right so the first way the internet changed everything was the way we multitask so now we multitask more multitasking existed long before the internet of course but the ubiquity of smartphones and tabs infinite tabs has made multitasking both easier and more damaging you know like now you can open like hundreds of tabs on your chrome and you know it's still you could still do it you know the technology is rewiring our brain one one brain at a time scientists told the new york times neurologists have found internet enabled multitasking multitasking often makes us less productive so yeah multitasking is good okay we can do more things at a time but it also makes us less productive so i mean everything has its pros and cons but yeah multi multitasking is generally not a good thing but you know 
if you want to crack on that you know project or thesis you have to submit you know while playing some games i mean go ahead i guess <laughs> and the second way the internet has changed everything is there's no such thing as dead time on the metro in the line at starbucks even in the shower mobile internet has crowded out the time we used to spend doing well nothing per google study in 2011 nearly 40 percent of smartphone owners use their smartphone in the bathroom a similar percentage report using their cell phone when they're bored so yeah pretty much we are so occupied using our phones and you know literally any electronic devices literally everywhere so there's no such thing as dead time or you know empty time of time where you spend doing nothing which in a way it's not bad but you know i think sometimes we just need to have a silent time a time to just you know zone out and chill out and just like you know not think about anything and if you look at the third reason how the internet changed everything is Political campaigns are won and lost online now, you know. Three quarters of the internet users went online to get political news and talk about their candidates during the 2008 campaign. In 2012, more than a fifth of registered voters announced their candidate on Twitter or Facebook. And I think that helps explain why Health and Human Services is now in the business of making dodge memes and prime ministers and politicians appear funny, you know. So, yeah, pretty much. And the fourth reason how the internet changed everything is through social media. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, Flickr. The list of social media sites people use is pretty much vast. And in just a few years, these websites have become many people's medium of choice for sharing their music, photos, videos, and a whole lot more. The scale of these organizations is impressive. You know, as of December 31st last year, for example, Facebook had 2.13 billion monthly active users and employed 25,000 people. So, you know, 2.13 billion monthly active users is like almost more than a quarter of the population of the world. So that, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Next up at number five is streaming services. You know, the use of DVDs, CDs, and other physical media is in decline. You know, as the streaming of content through TVs, tablets, and smartphones has become increasingly popular. You know, Netflix, for example, now has more than 100, billion, 100 million subscribers, while music streaming service Spotify had more than 70 million subscribers as of January 2018. So, yeah, this is the you know trajectory we are going in that we are moving towards which is you know towards streaming and not towards you're not really owning the service or the things that you consume you're basically streaming it or technically renting it so i don't know it depends how you feel about it but generally speaking i mean it's i think it's a win-win scenario for you know the consumers and you know the sellers and at number six, we have online banking. So people all over the world can now make money transfers, pay bills, and set up regular payments online. In the UK, the popularity of internet banking is increasing. You know, 63% of adults using it in 2017. According to the ONS, ONS, a report published by UK Finance in partnership with EY found that 19.6 million people in the UK made use of banking apps in 2016 with a staggering 159 logins per second. And I think that number could be even more worldwide. So yeah, that's pretty crazy. So online banking is 
pretty revolutionary in you know how we interact and you know interact with our money in general so yeah and if we move on to number seven which i think is the biggest way how internet has literally changed everything is through smartphones you know smartphones have become a crucial part of the 21st century life you know we use them to carry out a host of tasks from making phone calls streaming music and in you know sending emails to watching entire films our hunger for these devices shows you know no sign of abating according to an analysis from re- released by IHS market in 2017 there will be over 6 billion smartphones in use by 2020 so literally the whole world okay almost the, almost the whole world you know i've heard that in some areas rural rural areas that it's more common to have smartphones than toilets so that's where we're heading in that in that category and let's move on so at number 8 we have online shopping so websites such as amazon ebay china's alibaba have helped hasten the transition from street shopping to making purchases from the comfort of your home today with the click of a mouse or a simple voice command a host of items from oven gloves to groceries and computers to cell phones can be ordered from home delivery often on the same day So yeah, that's pretty impressive from, you know, the days where you have to go physically to the store and especially during these times in the pandemic, I think it's it's almost a necessity to have online shopping. Like, can you just imagine if we didn't have online shopping during a time like this? I mean, that would be pretty really pretty bad. So, yeah, online shopping is pretty amazing. And let's move on to number 9. Number 9 is no one checks the paper for spots, scores or the weather anymore. Well, you know, maybe some people do, but the wide availability of this information online and on smartphones makes the paper, you know, redundant. That helps explain in part why sales of print newspapers have, you know, steadily declined since the mid-90s. You know, that's bad for news, you know, physical newspaper publishers, but For the most part I think most of these publishers are moving moving online. So yeah, so I, I guess it's just adapt and move on or you lose. So yeah, let's move on to the number 10. Last but not least, many languages have died out, you know, or are in the process of doing so. You know, only 5% of the world's 7,700 plus languages have migrated to the internet, leading some scholars to believe they'll fade out entirely within the next 100 years. You know, Wikipedia have even launched a language incubator to help battle that trend. And I think the main cause of this is because, you know, the internet is mostly English. Everywhere you interact, it English is the main language. And mo- the modern generation are slowly moving away from, you know, their mother tongue and slowly starting to adapt English as their main language or the, you know, language that they interact or the language of choice. the first language of choice when they interact with other people which is good in a way so that we can have you know connection internationally and it would make you know conversations easier internationally but we do lose our languages you know along the way these small small languages that don't even that don't have that many speakers i think would eventually start dying out you know sooner or later so yeah that's how the internet has changed everything and there are some you know effects if you use the internet excessively i think there's 
it there is this thing with everything you know if you use anything modestly that wouldn't you know you it would it should serve its purpose but you know use something excessively or extremely and it would show its cons or side effects and i think the side effects of the internet is internet addic- addiction and i think the internet you know the causes of internet uh, i mean the effects of internet addiction is pretty apparent or pretty obvious and they're similar to you know like other types of addictions like drugs and pretty much it just uh, i'll just list some of the addiction of the you know symptoms or effects and they include feelings of guilt anxiety depression dishonesty euphoric feelings when in front of the computer unable to keep with schedules no sense of time isolation defensiveness avoiding doing work agitation and i mean the list i think it just keeps going on and on and if you happen to struggle with internet addiction with you know i think a lot of people do you know i think this modern generation this modern age where you know internet is so accessible and we you know we've not really have and especially during these times where you know the pandemic we're staying at home a lot we're not having much human connections i think internet you know addiction is a real problem and you know if you if you're struggling with it i'll leave some links on how to overcome it but you know at the end of the day it's all on you you can choose to decide whether you know you want to keep moving you know on this path or you know get help so yeah you know i just want to close off with you know our time spent online can be productive but you know shouldn't consume our daily life work you know and relationships you know people might may find that they have lower self esteem and interact with social media on a regular basis you know we constantly compare ourselves to the smiling selfies vacation pictures and photos featuring friends and family laughing together you know on instagram wishing that we had the same happy lives but when it comes to real life human interactions like as i said earlier we are often too focused on the number of likes and followers to the point of obsession you know we are too preoccupied with the screens on our devices to pay attention to what's taking place around us the internet seems to give us the option to provide us with happiness with just a click but often it is you know short lived and the cycle begins again you know the same old cycle of you know you you want to get the connection and there are people around you but you choose to go to your device and then you don't really get that full fulfillment fulfillment and where do you go back again to your device so yeah there are also the harmful effects of cyberbullying to consider too and you know i just want to say life should be lived in the real world and not in the virtual one you know i challenge yourself to turn off your phone or computer and you know spend some quality time with people you know face to face but you know keep distance of course <laughs> and you know a real conversation doesn't include the distractions of a facebook notification or a new follower on instagram or twitter so yeah i hope you found this episode today interesting and you know entertaining and yeah um stay tuned for my podcast episode ne- next week and if you're on an apple podcast leave a review or you know rate this podcast follow hit subscribe and i'll catch you in the next episode so see ya bye